You're listening to Country Life with Keith Fahey on Galway Bay FM. Good evening, I'm Keith Fahey and welcome to this week's edition of Country Life. On the show this week we'll have John McNamara, Health and Safety Specialist with Chagas. We'll have Minister Hayden on the recent budget and we'll also have a, a number of events that are coming up and uh, John McCabe will also give us um, details of an upcoming dairy event. Um, plus we'll have the latest reports from the marts and farming news from across the county and indeed to get in contact with us here you can email us at countrylife at Fm. Uh, .ie. That's Country Life at Galway Bay FM. So if you have any topic you'd like covered uh, or any information you'd like, uh, please give us a call on or give us an email at countrylife at galwaybayfm.ie. So looking at some March reports there, uh, the Montbellio Cattle March uh, was sale on last Friday. A uh, similar number on offer last week with an 84% clearance. More buyers needed um, more buyers needed to bring this closer to the 100% clearance. Some smaller entry of dry cows compared to the previous week. Strong demand for store cattle and wheeling bulls with the near complete clearance in those categories. Cattle alts are sold uh, within three hours of entry, resulting in better prices due to less weight loss uh, before the sale. Some sample prices there from Montbellu Mart indeed. Uh, store heifers, one limousine cross heifer at 590 kilo sold for 1490 or 253 kilo. Another limousine cross heifer at 595 kilo sold for 1490 or 250 a kilo. And looking at the store bullocks then, a limousine cross bullock at 620 sold for 1420 or 229 a kilo. Wheeling heifers, a share Cross 325 kilo heifers sold for 970 or 298 a kilo. Another Shirley at 345 at 950. Uh, 275 a kilo bull wheelings a Shirley Cross Bullock at 365 kilo sold for 1100 or 301 a kilo um, and looking at an Aberdeen Angus Cross at 395 kilo sold for 860 or 218 a kilo cattle sales every Friday evening at 6pm gates open at 4pm in person bidding and online with the app there Mart I this Friday uh, the, th- the 20th uh, we have our uh, autumn show and sale of cattle with prizes for the best dry cow, best store heifer, best store bullock, best wailing heifer and best bull wailing. So that's the Montbellu Mart. Montbellu Mart uh, sheep sale last Saturday. Similar numbers on offer uh, to the previous week. A good show of stag yos with an improved trade on last week. Improved trade for lambs with breeding yos uh, or breeding sheep having similar trade to the previous week. Some sa- sample prices there uh, from lamb for lambs include 12 yo lambs at 34 kilos sold for 99 euro. A pin of nine clean lambs at 51 kilos sold for 151 euro. Eight yo lambs at 34 kilos sold for 100 euro. And eight uh, lambs at 34 kilos sold for 99 euro. Some stag yos then. Six yos at 106 kilos sold for 200. Uh, breeding sheep, thir- uh, 13 third crop yos sold for 80 euro. Uh, seven second and third crop yos sold for 158. Uh, five second crop yos sold for 120. And then hoggets range in the region from 150 up to 230. The sheep sale is every Saturday at 10 a.m. in person and uh, again with Mart IAP uh, in two rings your ring and lamb ring gates open at 7.30am cattle sales Friday evenings at 6pm and you can email Mart at montbellu.ie or get the inf- more information at www.montbellu.ie and you can phone all I know 9679660 looking at um, yesterday's uh, June Mart sale uh, the report there in from the June Mart and Marion Devan some sample cow prices included a 
15 kilo limousine grass cow sold for 1630 euro or 228 a kilo another limousine cow at 695 kilo sold for 1640 or 236 a kilo sample heifer prices from Tumart included a 455 kilo Charlie heifer making 1400 or 303 euro and 8 cent a kilo a pair of 485 kilo limousine grass made 1340 or 276 a kilo a 570 kilo limousine grass heifer made 1560 or 274 a kilo and some sample bullock prices there from Tume include a 392 kilo limousine cross making 1190 or 3 euro and 4 cent a kilo a pair of 737 kilo bullocks at 2130 or 289 a kilo and a pair of 552 kilo limousine cross bullocks made 1660 euros that equates to 3 euro and 1 cent per kilo some sample heifer uh, weighing prices included 290 kilo Charlie cross heifer selling for 840 euro or that worked out at 243 a kilo some sample weighing bull prices included a 365 kilo Charlie bullock uh, bull weaning selling for 1170 or 321 a kilo at 335 kilo uh, Charlie Cross Bullock selling for 1210 or 3.61 a kilo and a 3.55 kilo Belgian Blue Cross Bullock selling for 1240 or, or 3.49 a kilo so some excellent prices there for whaling uh, bulls there in the whaling bull category from Tumart and indeed next week Tumart will host Norman Connolly's, Connolly's special sale of 72 premium in-calf heifers at 7.30pm in Ring 2 uh, and it's not one you want to miss bookings and inquiries uh, can be got on 093 24353 so uh, he, Norman uh, had a, an excellent sale there last year and there was a, some excellent quality stock on offer there a lot of U-grading E and U-grading um, heifers there in-calf to to, um, uh, to very good quality bulls there. So he has 72 premium in-calf heifers for sale uh, Monday at 7.30pm. So just looking at some events coming up, uh, the Chagas, um, there's a number of different events there. Uh, we got an email from John Noonan there from Chagas in Athenry. Uh, so Chagas Kilrush at 7pm um, on uh, tomorrow, 18th of October, the new organic sheep in Chagas in Kilrush, 7pm at 8 This 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 18th, um, tomorrow, sorry, um, a new organic scheme, SEEP scheme and acres. The speakers are Niall Lynch, uh, John Noonan, uh, who's an organic advisor, and Joe Kelleher, an, an organic specialist. And then looking at the National Organic Open Day on the Chagas, uh, so Chagas and the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine are running an event on the farm of Aina Canavan uh, in Doolan, uh, Clare, and the, her, and the air code is v 95 dx a two eleven am this Thursday, the 19th of October, and what they're going to cover includes uh, the new organic scheme, what it's required in terms of housing, health, grassland and winter feed, payment rates and how you could be in acres and organics, uh, the new woodland scheme and how it fits in with the acres and organic scheme, uh, mental and physical self-care, um, and the health and safety TAMS grants as well. And then on the... Tuesday the 24th of October at 11am in the Lady Gregory uh, Hotel um, they will have a Chagas Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine information evening also and uh, Tiernan McCormack there from Kilnaboy um, a farmer's experience of joining organics was going to speak at that in the Lady Gregory John Galvin, Chagas Advisor and SEP on Acres and John Noonan, Organic Farming uh, how you can adapt your farm to it um, and also from 10.30am uh, free blood pressure checks also from Cree Mental Health uh, Ireland are also in attendance so that's looks like a great event coming up there as well in um, Lady Gregory on Tuesday the 24th of October at 11am 
Another event there that's coming up is the Tractor and Truck and Vintage uh, Car Run there uh, taking place uh, indeed for the Pierce's GAA Club. So that's the Tractor, Truck and Vintage uh, Vintage Car Run Sunday the 22nd of October. Uh, registration is at 11.30am in Ballymacward Hall and then they're departing at 1.30 uh, sharp. Entry fee is €20 Euro, and they have music by Jack Riley. Refreshments to follow in the local and uh, the Pierce's Lip Sync fundraiser for the local uh, Longshots group. All proceeds in aid of the development of the Pierce's GA um, and Camogie Club. So that's the tractor and truck run there uh, this Sunday, the Sunday the 22nd of October. Registration at 11.30am in the Ballymac Ward Hall and uh, they're departing from 1.30am. Entry fee is €20 euro and uh, music by the ever um, popular and um, brilliant musician Jack Riley there. So that's just some information on that event also. So just looking at some of the independent uh, and farming, Irish farming uh, journal news there in the last uh, week or so. And today's Irish farming independent, uh, the headline is the RSA weighs up NCT style test for all tractors increase in larger agricultural vehicles prompts safety review. Uh, the road safety authority is considering NCT style test for tractors and all agricultural machinery with the final decision to be made before the end of the year only tractors which have a maximum design speed exceeding 40 kilometers an hour and used commercially must currently undergo a periodic test display a, a certificate of roadworthiness and also a scramble for over oversubscribed acres places and uh, Niall from Niall Herson uh, expression of interest for tranche 2 of the acres is now open with 4,000 places up for grabs following a 40 million funding boost as part of the budget 2024 advisors uh, warned this will be nowhere near enough to meet farmer demands with up to 20,000 farms uh, waiting in uh, wings to submit their application so that's the, the farming independent there as well um, looking at some prices there factory concerns over cull cow quality could lift prime beef price uh, writes Martin Coughlin on the factory beef reports uh, so that's uh, some information, good information there the the game uh, played by the beef farmers and processors sector has uh, some similarities with the Saturday's rugby match in Paris writes Martin Coughlin both sides appear locked uh, locked together and unable to their force uh, with on the other uh, for the factories the surge in numbers appears to be balanced by very very strong demand, especially with UK beef prices at 5.55 per kilo, 80 to 90 cent above those on offer here. And looking at some information there and uh, some interesting topics there, I was looking at the Farmers Journal last week. It uh, looks at Adam Woods is a very interesting article there on beef carcass weights drop on the back of a difficult grazing year. Carcass weights for animals slaughtered so far in 2023 have been dropped compared to the pre- to previous last year. Uh, Borbia data shows that the bullock carcass weights have dropped by four kilo to 347 kilos for the first nine months of the year. Heifer carcass weights are back by 2 kilos to 311 kilos, while cows are back 4 kilos from 303 kilos. Coverage carcass in 2022 back to 298 in 2023. Young bulls are the only category that saw an increase in weight this year, rising by 3 kilos to 379 kilos. If you compare carcass weights this year with 2028, bullocks are back 13 kilos and heifers are back 9 kilos. Cows are back a massive 18 kilos and young bulls are back by 5. That's when you compare this year on 2020 weights. Also looking at the IFA election there, options to cast your vote. The voting procedure for the election for the IFA president and deputy president has changed for 2023. This year, members have two options to cast their ballot in person at your local branch AGM or by post. Each 
Wimber will receive their dedicated ballot in the post to address um, to the address held on file by the IFA. Uh, please ensure your contact details are up to date. You can do this by contacting your local IFA office or contacting the membership department on 1800-236-236. The presidential campaign candidates um, are Francie Gorman from County Leash, Martin Stapleton from County Limerick and uh, Deputy President candidates are Alice Doyle from County Wexford and indeed our own uh, Galway uh, man, uh, Pat Murphy uh, from County Galway. Um, and there's a number of debates there as well um, coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, the regional chair delegations, delegates to the county executives will vote for the position of regional chair in Connacht, South Leinster and Munster at meetings during October. There's also some very uh, good information there in relation to poultry systems there in, in the Farmers Journal this week, sponsored by the AgriAway and the ISDA and the Farmers Journal Poultry Systems. Uh, the labels you will find on poultry meat and eggs will either be cage, barn, free range or organic battery birds are housed individually in small cages with no space to express natural behaviours. Battery cages have been banned in the EU in the European Union since 2012 for welfare reasons. So you have enriched cages are where birds are grouped together in cages that have more room for movement than battery cages. Enrichment is in relation to the provision of purchase and litter to allow hens to roost and scratch. Uh, barn, so barren eggs then are from birds are housed all together inside with enrichment, i.e. a perch to sit in. In order to comply with animal welfare standards allowing animals to express their natural behaviours, important fowls such as chickens spend some of their time perching for, the, for rest. Uh, preening and it helps them uh, feel secure also so then compare that to free range in this system birds are stocked at a lower density and have access to open air runs and must have enriched housing then organic on many organic farms the birds are technically free range but uh, the egg quality standards do not allow them to be coded as both uh, the land the birds have access to must be farmed organically. The feed they, that they receive must come from organic sources, including non-GMO. Routine use of antibiotics is prohibited. Hello, John McCabe in Chagas here, inviting you to a dairy farm walk on Friday the 20th of October at 11am on the farm of Liam Trench and Donal Ronin near Ballandine in County Mayo, who are focus farmers on the Chagas Arrivo joint programme. The farm converted to dairying three years ago they have done a superb job and we think this is a must-see for anyone that has entered dairying in the last number of years, anyone thinking about it and also for existing dairy farmers because the farm performance is superb. On the day there will be information on farm performance over the last three years, some advice on soil fertility, updates to changes to soil water regulations and slurry and progressive genetics will be there on the day to cover milk recording. So that's Friday the 20th of October at 11am in Ballandine County Mayo and you're all very welcome to attend. So first up on Country Life this evening we're delighted to have John McNamara uh, Chagas Health and Safety Specialist uh, with us on, on the line. John you're very uh, welcome on to Country Life. Uh, you might tell us maybe a little bit about your role with uh, Chagas John. Yeah well before I do I'd like to say that I lived in Galway at one stage of my life. My father was the acting Chief Agricultural Officer uh, 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 officer in Galway uh, a while ago. Um, now uh, I'm Chagas Health and Safety Officer and my job is to promote safety to our advisory work, to our training work, and we do applied research. Now, my job really is that with 500 staff in round figures across the country doing advisory training and there is a research work, so it's to um, get them all involved in health and safety and positively promote 
promote health and safety. Okay, and how do Chagas uh, promote health and safety, John? Yeah, no, we do a lot of things. Uh, now, but before I describe them, could I just say that uh, we have a joint pre- prevention initiative with the Health and Safety Authority, you know, where, uh, you know, at an advisory training and information level where we cooperate and we also cooperate with all the farming organizations. So we do lots of things, but, uh, you know, what we really want to do is, is um, uh, get, you know, gain farmers' uh, inclusion of health and safety in managing their farms. You know, uh, we send out messages, uh, you know, in our newsletters, in our magazines. Uh, we do advisory work uh, and we provide training. In particular, when it comes to the TAMS grant, uh, there is a requirement that farmers do a half-day training course. And, you know, we do those across the country. We find them very useful and farmers do as well. Uh, my colleague in Galway, Serena Gibbons, uh, provides these training. And, you know, she can be contacted at our, our, our Rat and Rye office if you want to put your name in. It's 091-845-200. Now, now, we also do research and, you know, we're internationally recognised for what we do in that area. And it guides what we do. And, you know, we've many findings. No, but I'd have to say that there's 135,000 farms in the country uh, and maybe 300,000 people involved. Uh, so uh, the challenge we face is to get everybody engaged in farm health and safety. Okay, very good. In relation to farm accidents, um, maybe and fatalities, John, now I know it's very hard to put figures on it as probably a lot of accidents probably go um, maybe unrecorded every year. What are your comments on that? Yeah, no, no. Uh, for the last 10 years up to about 2021 or there, about 20 or 21, about 21 fatal accidents happen each year. Now, in the last couple of years, uh, Fatal accidents, I'm glad to say, are down. Last year, there was 10 fatal accidents in farming, one in forestry and one in fishing, which is a 50% drop. And that kind of roughly uh, happened the previous two years as well. No, this year today, uh, there have been 10 fatalities. No, and that, that is a provisional figure. You know, so, so accidents are down, but one is one too many. And, uh, you know, we all have to keep working on it. Now, I'd have to say across the whole of the workforce, accidents are down as well. That Like 26 have happened in all sectors last year, you know, which is roughly half, um, you know, what has happened previously. Uh, so farming still makes up 50% of all the fatal accidents. Now, as a non-fatal, you know, estimating accidents, uh, uh, ourselves uh, in Chagas, the National Farm Survey, which is based in Mellows Campus in Atom Rye, we do national surveys and we estimate the level of accidents. And the last survey we did uh, found that about 4,000 injury-causing accidents occur, which is a very high level. Okay, and why do you think farms, you know, are more dangerous maybe than other workplaces, John? Yeah, no, no well... Um, there's a vast array of, of, of dangerous jobs going on farms, going on on farms. You know, tractor driving would be the biggest, you know. Uh, you know, then there's uh, the young and the older on farms, which doesn't happen on conventional work workplaces. Uh, and the third thing is that uh, farmers are, by their nature, self-employed. They work for themselves 
And, you know, the psychology would indicate that, you know, people will take a risk upon themselves uh, far more readily than somebody in, in, let's say, a big multinational company or, a, a, you know, a big national uh, company, you know, where the controls are, are very tight. In farming, uh, regarding safety and health, we really just have to influence what people, you know, what the farmers and the workers uh, do. And it extends to other people on the farm, such as older farmers and younger farmers as well, who may not be working, uh, you know, but are on the farm. Okay. Yeah, I suppose you have a lot to, you know, there's a lot happening on farms as well. You're dealing with animals, machinery, there's old, older people, there's younger people, there's people in between. Uh, you have chemicals, you have, there's, a, there's a, an array of different, uh, I suppose, areas where things possibly could go wrong, John. Uh, how important is it maybe, maybe to mention lighting now as we head into the winter, you know, uh, to reduce farm accidents, you know, that farms are properly lit up and tractors also? No, uh, no, absolutely. It is absolutely vital, you know. Um, let's take the road first. And, you know, the road traffic legislation applies there, you know, but the risk is very high on the road. So, uh, you know, it's absolutely crucial to have vehicles properly lit up. Now, within the farm, the same applies, uh, you know, especially on walkways where people are you know, let's say people are going out to check cattle or night at night or, uh, uh, you know, going down the farmyard to have those pathways well lit, you know. And uh, there has have been studies. There was an ESRI study a couple of years ago that highlighted lighting in particular as being a hazard. Okay. How can we continue, John, to, you know, reduce the number of accidents on Irish farms? No, well, I think, quite frankly, we all have to work at it. You know, safety won't mind itself. It won't, you know, it won't manage itself. Uh, You know, our research would indicate that the people who uh, take safety seriously and, you know, um, uh, implement safety measures and, you know, that, that means, you know, fixing things such as a power shaft or a tractor step or something like that, uh, fixing that, uh, the, uh, those are the people with the best uh, standard. Now, uh, I should say as well that behaviour comes into it, you know, that, you know, we must all uh, act, you know, in a, in a safe manner. Now, we do lots of studies that show that farmers are very positive to safety, you know, but when you know when the pressure comes on, that's when the real test for safety arises. And uh, you know, our, our most recent research would show that you know the 90, 95 percent positivity drops back down to about 50 percent. You know, half people do, and half people uh, don't take the take the right safety measure. You know, so so. Um, I, I, I think that, uh, um, you, you know, the, 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 the important thing is to work at safety. One other area I'd say is workload, you know, and people, t- you know, that this has gone very heavy on farms, you know, but the, you know, the, 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 the technology is there to, to cut workload. You know, there's lots of tractors, lots of buildings and that. Uh, so if people get tired and, uh, you, you, you know, they're working very long hours, you know, we, we'd advise them to have a look at the way they farm and see if they can uh, c- cut down their workload. Okay. 
we see, you know, in Chagas and some of the other areas, their farming simulators have been brought into a number of the colleges and educational centres, John. Um, I suppose, you know, to make young farmers and students aware of the dangers of driving the likes of tractors and large machineries. I suppose, how have students adapted to the, using these simulators? Oh, really well. And, uh, you know, firstly, the Department of Agriculture and Food, through the good offices of Minister uh, Martin Hayden, you know, who has special responsibility uh, for farm safety. You know, he provided 1.2 million to Chagish to buy simulators for all the colleges. Now, uh, you know, when you're driving a simulator, you're looking at screens, but it closely models, you know, driving a tractor. And, you know, it allows uh, trainers in Chagish uh, to, um, you know, to, to, to give experience to, to, to students, young and old, uh, and you know, people can determine for themselves what kind of standards they have, you know, like, and, you know, young people uh, generally sometimes over overestimate their, their competence. So, so uh, they're a very good training tool where people can kind of figure out what level of competence they have, you know. And now the research would show that uh, simulators mirror actual driving of a vehicle very, very closely. So, so that they're an excellent tool. Now, we have uh, quite, uh, you know, a high level of students, you know, we've over 5,000 students when everyone is counted in Chagish in any one year. So it gives us an extra tool to uh, uh, train uh, students in, in uh, uh, you know, driving tractors. Now, we, we bring them to our events and, you know, they're available to farmers uh, generally also, you know, and we've got a huge interest at them, for instance, at the ploughing match. You know, uh, we actually have Minister Hayden on after this also, uh, John, so um, uh, good to give that a mention as well. Uh, there's, a, you know, there's a large um, emphasis, John, on safety on farms. You know, we hear of health and safety, but sometimes I suppose farmers can tend to neglect the health part of the health and safety you know, how important is it for farmers to look after their own health and go for regular checkups? We see this time of the year, you know, farmers are buying boluses, their faecal egg sampling. They're spending, you know, thousands on minerals and vitamins and doses, etc. for cattle as they go into the sheds for the winter. But a lot of them aren't spending anything on their own health, maybe. No, well, absolutely. Well, no, in Chagish, we promote the total health model, which is health and safety. Now, health and safety is your most vital asset, you know. Anybody in poor health, you know, it's going to affect their farming capacity and their lifestyle, you know, and that. Now, um, 50 to 70% of health, you know, we have under our own control in the long term, you know. Um, You know, so what that means is that if we take measures to improve health, you know, in the long term, you know, our chances of uh, getting ill health are reduced, you know, by by maybe a factor of two-thirds or thereabouts. Uh, now, the, the key messages there are to get a health check, you know, uh, with a local doctor or a nurse uh, and, and that. Uh, now, the levels of health, farmers getting health checks has gone up. You know, it's well over 50% at this stage. Uh, you know, but the important thing is to take preventative measures, you know, uh, uh, for instance, you know, good diet, you know, good exercise, good breaks from the farm, you know, if you prescribe medication to take them and that. 
No, and, you know, we, we, we have done research and uh, Dr. Va- D- Diana Van Dorn got her PhD on, you know, the Farmers of Hearts program improving cardiovascular uh, health. So, so uh, you know, uh, farmers can improve their health is what the study shows. Now, other major areas that I'd like to emphasize are, you know, cutting heavy lifting, musculoskeletal disorders, back injuries and you know, general skeletal injuries, uh, they're, they're the, the, the biggest occupational risk factor. Uh, the other one then is cancer, you know, but cancer can be uh, avoided, let's say, by diet uh, and exercise uh, at one level. level. And, of course, uh, uh, you know, uh, avoiding the sun, especially in the summer months, and that and watching out for changes in the skin. Now, what the medical profession say generally is that farmers arrive uh, generally too late. And, you know, the later you arrive, the less that can be done for you. So taking your health uh, uh, seriously uh, and uh, doing simple, straightforward uh, matters is, is, um, is crucial to avoid uh, problems in the long term. John McNamara, Health and Safety Specialist with uh, Chagas. Thanks very much for coming on Country Life. So next up on Country Life, we're delighted to have Minister Hayden on the line with us. Uh, Minister, yeah, very busy few weeks there with uh, Budget 24. Um, maybe you might tell us a few key standouts for farmers and what maybe farmers are expecting uh, for 2024. Yeah, look, um, it is. It's a very busy time, as was as Minister of State and the Department of Agriculture. In the build-up to the budget, you're fighting your corner and trying to make sure we get the best possible deal for farmers and um, you know for our agri-food businesses as well uh, across that employ so many people across the country over 160,000 people employed in them and no more so was that support needed than for our farmers now obviously we with the European cycle of funding um, our annual budget isn't like other departments that it's all on the annual budget but for this there was a couple of key asks we had and you know maintaining the supports for the beef sector at 200 euro a cow was it was a, a key element as as was getting increased support for sheep farmers to 20 euro a yo uh, and budget 2024 contained significant commitments in both those regards targeted supports of more than 113 million for the livestock sector and this will um, as i say kind of hit those uh, targets through the sheep welfare scheme and result in an equivalent payment of 20 euro per yo in 2024 which we know has very much um, been required and, and sought for from from sheep farmers, but over and beyond that, we've over 700 million in funding for agri-environmental initiatives, uh, expanding acres to accommodate the uh, 450,000 participants, as promised under the, the CAP strategic plan, is, is a very important part of that. And as well, then higher rates of TAMS grants, up to 70% for new tanks for those who are entered into contracts to import slurry. And um, that is something that will be of interest uh, to, to certain people, not just in the dairy sector, but others who can take slurry from other parts of the country. Um, and, and a new separate uh, TAM ceiling uh, for the slurry uh, storage tanks. Obviously, there's a number of uh, measures in there around agri-taxation as well. There's been a lot of concern about the residential zone land tax from farmers who wanted to continue to uh, farm their land um, and not be subjected to that tax. But there was um, plenty of problems arising in terms of people who had found themselves to be in a situation where their land was owned uh, without their desire or, or request and um, to try and dezone that land. So we've ex- we've extended out, uh, finance has agreed to extend out the state of liability for that by a year to allow us to work through a lot of the issues that were impacting on farmers. 
Yeah, well, you mentioned acres there as well, Minister. Uh, you know, obviously the the first round of acres was, uh, I think there was a lot more uh, applied than, than was in, originally anticipated. You know, I think it was 30,000 originally and it was at 46,500, give or take, that applied for it. Um, you know, is everyone going to be guaranteed into acres too? We'd say that, you know, is the funding there? We're, you know, we're looking at maybe 4,000 places there um, in theory, I suppose, but there's nearly 20,000 farmers that could potentially apply for it. So, look, historically, you know, um, the, the most amount of farmers that went into the agri-environmental schemes was up around 50,000. I think once in maybe Rep 2, it went over 50,000. But historically, we've, we've never had more than 50,000 in the agri-environmental scheme. And that type of demand that feels like it's out there, you know, it says a lot about farmers willing to do more, wanting more, and, um, you, you know, that demand being there. But when we... Uh, opened it up initially, it wasn't just about finance, it was also constraints in terms of the uh, capacity of advisors uh, and of the system to be able to deal with more than 30,000 people in the first tranche. Our plan was 30,000, but we got hugely oversubscribed, which was really encouraging. Um, and with 46,000 farmers looking to get in, we had to move Mike and Main to make that happen. And we put a lot of pressure on advisors and on the system. Uh, our, our own officials were very concerned about the ability of the system to be able to, you know, our new computer systems, our new mapping systems all had to kick in. Um, so that put a lot of pressure on the system this year. It, it had knock-on impact on other elements of the work in the department. But the fact is, we managed to cater for those 46,000. So in terms of the original commitment, 50,000 is that commitment. And we, we definitely are, are sticking uh, to making sure we deliver that and have those 4,000 places. And look, then we'll see in terms of the level of interest of where applications are. Um, it would be, again, a lot on the system to go beyond the 50,000 for now. But if that level of demand materialises, then we'll have to deal with that request as they come. Okay. We look at the NC payments there, uh, which have been released today, and it's important, you know, that farmers maybe make sure that they've hit the stocking rates and that. Um, um, I suppose a lot of farmers, you know, working in advisory net and rye, uh, you know, farmers were used to maybe getting the NC payment uh, the week before the ploughing minister. Um, was this going to resume or is it just a late payment this year on a once-off or what are farmers to expect? So look, this has been a cause of concern for farmers. As you say, ANC payments are generally paid around the week um, of the ploughing match, uh, and farmers were used to getting them, and it's a very important payment for farmers. Um, you know, you have 85,000 farmers availing of 179 million euros worth of ANC payments. It really is a significant uh, cash injection for farmers who need it at that time of the year. But, you know, this year has started the new cap, we have seen a whole range of new schemes being introduced along with substantial changes to existing schemes um, over a relatively short period of, uh, and payments commencing today is a really significant milestone. It was as quick as we could do it this year, but um, we know how important it is to get those payments earlier. Ireland pays their farmers earlier than anybody else. We use the exchequer funding to forward pay. Um, so we have set a very high bar for ourselves, but farmers are used to that and they do want that to revert. And I would be confident that every effort has been made to make sure that we revert to the previous dates next year. Um, you know, the first year of the new cap is, there's a lot of extra one-off work that has to be done in designing the new systems. And I will be hopeful that we will uh, be doing everything in our power to revert back to the original dates. And the other good news is, just beyond the AMC payments up to date, is that the basic income support or the BIS um, is on track for the 24th of October and the eco-scheme payments are on track for the 31st of October as well. So we are on track for the dates that we've set down when we wrote to farmers in March of this year 
and we would very much hope to be able to pull those dates back to the original earlier dates again next year. So the farmers are expecting their best payments this day week probably? Yes, 24th. Okay, uh, and the Agri Climate Conference is coming up, uh, Minister. Where is it on and uh, what time is it on and maybe a little bit of information about it? Yeah, look, my department is hosting a major conference on agriculture and climate mitigation with a really strong focus on science. And we're hosting this, the Agriculture and Climate Change Science and Action Conference in the Aviva Stadium on the 15th of November. And um, that's the Aviva Stadium in Dublin, obviously. And um, it's going to have a really strong scientific focus, including briefing, uh, bringing stakeholders up to date on recent Irish and international research to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, uh, as well as climate policy related to agriculture and land use. So from all of that perspective, um, you know, I'm Minister with Responsibility for Research and Innovation, uh, and that is the solution to many of the problems that our farmers are facing at the minute. Uh, and any farmer who has an interest in this area and would like to attend this conference uh, can get further details about it by going um, on the website uh, agclimateconf.com. Um, but, you know, ultimately here we're going to have details about a new ruminant feed additive that can reduce methane emissions by 28% in indoor housing systems, beef cattle, and the research is progressing uh, to further validate this. So effectively what we're going to have on the day is some um, of our top researchers uh, telling the story of the projects that they've been involved with. Um, you know, like the Metabate uh, project uh, funded by my department. Uh, and last year, last week in the budget, I secured an additional €2 million Euro for my um, budget for research and innovation in the Department of Agriculture, bringing it up to €22.5 million. Euro. Irish farmers probably aren't very aware that we spend so much money uh, on research and innovation in the Department of Agriculture. We're the fourth biggest expenditure department in the state on research and innovation to come up with the key the answers to key challenges that our farmers face around reducing the emissions profile from our food and continuing to be able to produce that top quality nutrient dense food and the income that that provides for our farmers uh, while also you know reducing the the impact um on the on the environment and all that around it so reduction in greenhouse gas emissions from long term storage of liquid manures and slurries uh, using oxidized slurries additive is a really exciting um piece of research that there'll be more detail on on the day as well. Minister, we must uh, also mention, you know, farm safety is obviously very important, farm health and safety. You know, as we head into the evenings or getting longer, you know, it's very important maybe that sheds are lit up and yards are lit up and, you know, tractors have sufficient lighting. So look, as Minister of Farm Safety, and Keith, I'm really glad you raised this today. I know you had John McNamara on the show as well. Like, at the end of the day, um, what we have to do as farmers, all of us, is to accept the fact that we're not great at identifying risk and hazard, and we're not great at trying to reduce it. Um, and how we make our farms safer, and unfortunately our farms are the most dangerous workplace in the all of Ireland, that a farmer in Ireland is seven times more likely to lose their life on a workplace incident than any other of the over two million workers in this country. Um, and that's because we take risks and we, take it, we're, we don't identify the hazards early on um, in roads. So you're dead right. It's the time of the year now where you know we're going to be out around the yards in the dark more often with the uh, with the evening stolen in. There's you know depending on your farming system, you'll have animals um, calving, you'll be in and all that later in the in the coming months. Now is the time to look and see what's our handling uh, animal handling facilities like. There are no excuses. We have the farm safety measure in under its hands to support farmers to make that investment in physical infrastructure. But a lot of the changes can be very simple. And the biggest message I'd like to get home to your farmers and your listeners today is is to identify those risks and those hazards. And it could be something as simple as a broken light in the yard 
that means you're walking out with a dodgy flashlight. Uh, you know, I, I lost a, a neighbour of mine at home in Kildare nearly 10 years ago at this stage and effectively it was the light uh, being broken that killed him because he walked into an implement that he didn't expect to be there going out to check a cow at half nine at night. Um, a, a light that could have been so simply fixed would have lit up the yard and that incident wouldn't have happened. So this happens, it's real and the one thing I'd say from having attended all of the Embrace memorials once a year for families of victims of fatal farm incidents, the one thing that always strikes is not one of those families ever thought it would happen to them. Um, you know, we always think this is something that will come to someone else's door and, and please God never hate our family or our community, but it, unfortunately it does all too often. So it's about identifying those hazards and reducing the risk. Minister Hayden, thanks very much for coming on Country Life. So that's it this week from Country Life. We hope you enjoyed the show. If there are any topics or queries you'd like covered, don't hesitate to give us an email at countrylife at galwaybfm.ie and, and we'll get back to you. So thanks to our listeners, Minister Hayden, John McNamara and uh, John McCabe. Next up is Melodies with Valerie Hughes followed by The Night Fly with Donald Mahan.